is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Nerds, discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Get ready for your spring sci-fi celebrations, including First Contact Day and May the 4th with Toink exclusives that are out of this world. Use code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off of your order. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the Dashing Duo, Derek and myself, Mike. Uh, eventually we'll come up with a new name, maybe. <laughs> maybe this one will stick, who knows. Uh, check out the homepage. I know it's way behind, but the shows have been current because the shows are being posted on the podcast collective, the Weeby Geeks podcast collective. Um, but on our homepage, though, if you go there, you can check out our affiliates. Uh, supporting them helps support us. So check them out. Um, Derek, you like Halloween, right? Sure. Um, here in Orlando with Universal, we have Halloween Horror Nights. One of the big things they have is scare zones. Um, I have someone on the line from us. Uh, I think right now we're talking to him in the future. I think he's in our future, maybe. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he he is he has a history working for the um, Walt Disney Company. For universal for Universal Corporation, uh, I think it's the best way to put it. Uh, I believe Hollywood and California and Tokyo. Yeah, done a little work there too. Yes. Um, yeah. On top of that, has his own company called Renaissance Entertainment, um, which we're going to be talking about a project that comes out next Friday. Uh, that's June third or this coming Friday. Um, but we are talking to him on May twenty seventh, and it is about it is out now on Terror Films YouTube channel. As I'm getting right. the nod, the voice that you heard that said that's right is uh, the one and only John Pinkowski. How's everyone doing? Good. Uh, it's actually uh, May twenty eighth uh, here in the future. Uh, <laughs> um, as I'm coming to you uh, live, you know, here from um, uh, beautiful Zhuhai, uh, China, which is South China. Okay. Um, I just got through a 21 day quarantine because that's what they're doing out here. Wow. Um, and, um, and because my bread and butter business really is the theme park industry. Um, we did an attraction for our friends at Disney in Shanghai based off of, uh, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, which was a, it's, it, well, it's still there. It's a stunt show. Um, and uh, we've also worked for our good friends at Universal, not at the new Beijing park, but we just opened about, um, gosh, I cannot believe it's almost been, it has been almost two years. Wow. We opened uh, the Bourne Stuntacular, if you're familiar with that, uh, at Universal Studios. Now, um, is, is that the same as the one here in Orlando? Or that's we the one. Yeah, so that's the one we did in Orlando. So we have not done anything in okay. uh, China. Uh, for Universal, but we we worked on that. So yes, yeah, so we are uh, Renaissance Entertainment is a hired gun, if you will, 
um, that comes in and helps and then leaves um, on for the for these big guys. Usually they're stunt shows. They're stunt shows with media included and things like that. Oh, so, cool. um, but when we are in between uh, theme park projects, we love to make movies. And so uh, that's where Scare Zone was born from. And it was really born from the theme park uh, world uh, okay. because it was shot on uh, a Halloween Horror Nights uh, set that was on a soundstage in Orlando, Florida. I was going to say, it's it looked a little familiar. Yes, it is. It is the... Uh, body collectors uh, set, um, and okay. there was an unusual situation that I took advantage of because of, and I say this to all the filmmakers out there, you know, take advantage of your friends and family, <laughs> but um, <laughs> because I knew, because the theme park world, that that year Universal was going to uh, not take down that particular set, and they were going to keep it up for the IAPA convention. Uh, which is the you know International yeah. Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, and I need to figure out how to get there. Like, yeah, well, and it, it's a it's a funky um, uh, convention, but it it happens in November. So this set was going to lie dormant for three and a half weeks between um, the end of Halloween and when the convention was going to be, where they were going to do some industry tours of here's how we do haunted houses and things like right. that. Very cool. But there it was sitting in a soundstage. So I negotiated um, getting, I mean, renting the soundstage, but getting the free set that came with the soundstage as long as I did not destroy it. Or if I did, I had to fix it back up. <laughs> so that's that's how <laughs> ScareZone came to be. So ScareZone was actually written based off of the opportunity that we had. Okay. Uh, so I was like, okay, I've got this. Oh, wow. What can we do? Uh, it's a story about a haunted house, and you know, and we went from there. And, and you may know some props friends of mine as well from Disney who has gone over mm -hmm. and done uh, Greg Borders and Alcasin. Yes, I, I'm not very close with them, but I definitely am familiar with them. And there are a lot of people that we probably know that worked on yeah. uh, this project. Um, Simon Needham being one of them, yeah. who plays Oliver in the movie, uh, is is a, wait, is wait. a Disney mainstay. And, okay. Um, All right. I I, uh, I did not realize that was Simon. Yeah, that's a, wow. that's, that was that's a Simon. younger Simon than I know now. <laughs> With a little bit more hair. Yes, the story <laughs> on Scare Zone was this was um, my first feature. Um, I've since done uh, now, I've done uh, six. However, us being, you know, newbies in the feature film business, we did not know how to properly acquire uh, distribution. So here's a film that was made um, and was enjoyed by nobody. Uh, so luckily, our friends at Terror Films, who is representing another film that we did, um, we struck up a conversation and said, hey, why don't we re-release? Because, you know, a total number of two people have seen this film <laughs> and, you know, it's neat. Get it out there. Um, so uh, this is a re-release of what was done back in 2008, uh, shot in 2008. Uh, no one's seen it, so that's why I would think it would be good for it to be out there. It's a little, I mean, you might sense a little bit of uh, dated, you know, a little dated just because it was 14 years ago uh, that it was done, but it's all in good fun, and uh, it kind of is in the spirit of those 80s slasher movies. Uh, so you know, it's a little retro. Until you told us before show that this was made in 2008, I would have never have thought. I thought it was. You know, maybe 2019, 2018, 2019, as we've experienced with a lot of independent film creators where you know, they make the film and then it just takes so long for them to get you know, the editing and then distribution and, and, the, and the deal out there. So I, I, I didn't think it was 14 years old. It doesn't feel like Thank 14 you. years old. It feels great. But then again. Thank you. Now looking at Simon, knowing Simon from uh, a a project that I have here at Disney that we have worked on, and I'm going to leave it at that to protect his current status. Um, actually, you know, people know I was on the Star Cruiser. He he works on the Star Cruiser. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to tell you what he does on the Star Cruiser. He's on the Star Cruiser. 
Um, oh, nice. Amazing person. Lovely guy. Uh, and of course, uh, another person in the film that I, when I saw the name in the credits, I'm like, I know this guy too. Uh, and he's someone that I'm trying, I've been talking to you about coming on the show. And now I'm going to be like, uh, I talked to John. John said, you need to come on the show. Uh, I won't say that. <laughs> right. I won't say that, but I will just say, hey, John hey, told know. me, we had John Bitkowski on and he said you were his first feature. So I know yeah, people who I know you. We both we both cut our teeth on that one as our, our first features together. Um, and at the time, uh, he was a blue man. Yes. Um, and I don't think I'm, and and we had oh, no to. Kidding. Yeah, he had to go into makeup and then he had to go be a blue man and then he had to come back into makeup. So uh, that was uh, it was quite a challenge for for him. Um, so he put in some long days when we were shooting that because he was working Blue Man at the same time we were yeah. trying to shoot this. Stuff. And in between that, he would be, if I remember right, he might have subbed with uh, Off Kilter over at Epcot every now and then, too, on an off day Probably. when they were in a pinch. Because I remember him being really tired. I was like, what's going on? Oh, I'm doing Blue Man. I'm doing this other project. He never said what the project was. So it was probably probably this. Uh, but Well, he's he's great. Jordan's taken off big time, yeah. And, and he uh, plays a uh, he plays a uh, now forgive me, you know because I'm I'm stereotyping when I shouldn't, but he he plays a geek, um, and <laughs> hey, geeks uh, are okay. He, yeah, and name of the show. We be geeks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, you, you'll have to check him out and uh, see how he does as far as geekdom goes. Uh, I will say I actually loved it. I um, I guess before we go any further, before we I do my typical bit, how much do you want to spoil this this film? Me myself? Um, well, I, I I don't want to um, give away who the uh, killer is. <laughs> so well, we'll stop right there. <laughs> yeah, um, I will just say I I love I love. I love Jordan's character and it was not what I expected from him. And I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he, um, um, he comes off as, you know, quite the geek. Um, and, um, and, and not, um, not necessarily a nice, happy go lucky, uh, geek. You know, he comes in, uh, and has gone to this attraction so many times. He loves to point out to his friends, you know, all the flaws. Uh, and, you know, you know, people like that. Yep. They'll walk through a haunted house and, and, and go, oh, yeah, look at that. I am ashamed to say first time I ever did Halloween Horror Nights after we moved down here or we or we got annual passes and we went. Uh, it was the first year they did it at Islands of Adventure. What's the first time I went? Oh, yes, I remember that. Uh, that was what? The Undertaker's house? Was the, the the big one that year? I think you're right. Yeah, and um, uh, I just remember they had a big giant flamethrower out in the middle of the lagoon or something. Yeah, like that. which was that was intense. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Um, so we're going through the Undertaker's house, and uh, I love the looks and everything of it. But it was one of those. It's like you know, we're we're being cramped so tight because there's so many people in line. They're just you know it felt like a meat grinder going through. At one point. I'm like, all right, guys, it's over there. Scare there. Scare there. Yeah. And I've never been in this house before. Oh, (laughs) but it it was just one of those. And I wasn't really paying attention to people in front, but it was just telegraphed enough. I'm like, but then again, with me being in the entertainment industry, I knew it was telegraphed. I I recognized the signs and it was like scare. Okay. That was pretty good. Still enjoyed it. Uh, Still fell in love with the way everything looked, the, the dressings and everything, the costumes. It's just pointing it out. It's like, then um, someone in the group that was with us said, okay, can you do it blindfold? I said, well, tell you what, since we're kind of meat grinder and we're walk, I'll go backwards. We're going backwards. I'm like there and there. So I'm recognizing the signs the other way. And they're like, yeah, it's like, I, I love haunted houses. I, I've, I'm in entertainment. I, to me, this, this doesn't spoil it for me. I'm one of those behind the scenes guy. I love the haunted mansion with the lights on. Yeah. Um, Oh, I would love to do Pirates of the Caribbean with the lights on, just fully lit. Yeah. I mean, this, the show lighting yeah. is great, but some of these attractions, like, yeah, let me see this with the lights on. Space Mountain with the lights on? Okay. Oh, yeah. That makes Space Mountain a lot scarier <laughs> than it is. It's like, really? We're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, uh, actually uh, working on the set with the lights on once we, you know, the work lights are on and everything. It still was scary. So yeah, um, uh, they, kudos to the uh, design team. I believe that was led by uh, T.J. Manorino, uh, and um, they they did a great job. A really see, wonderful job. Made made us look like a million bucks. See, I would I would love to do a couple of these scare zones with the lights on as well because I think it would be just you know, as scary and just as entertaining. Those. They have those, um, and the only reason I know that is my kid growing up, you know, was kind of scared of, uh, and now as a teenager, and I'm like, dude, you know, <laughs> I, I'm almost right there with you. Mine turns 13 and, in November. They, offer to i mean i don't know how he found this out but they offered to uh you pay a something and they do a lights on walkthrough of some of the houses and it's just oh. to really kind of calm the nerves of new up-and-coming guests huh. that are freaked out by it and that really huh. helped him out a lot and he was like blown away i will have to ask zoe's best friend's mom who works at uh Works for the Lowe's Resorts, so she has inside connections over at Universal. She does a lot of convention stuff for Lowe's. See what she could find out, because that would be so yeah. cool. Even as an adult and, and someone who experienced, to do a, a lights-on walkthrough and really be able to get in and look at all the props and everything up close and, and see some of the detail that, that hides in the, in the shadows and whatnot would be so awesome. Yeah, and you're not being moved along. Uh, this is according to my, my son, but you're not being hustled along you know you were you were able to um, to explore uh, take some time and look at things oh and, that'd, know, be so cool. at that prop, so, that'd be yeah, so, so cool that'd be so cool i'm gonna have to ask her about it. learn something new yeah. um <laughs> so the opportunity uh because of the set lying dormant uh, until iapa was the script already written prior to and this just became perfect opportunity or was it uh, writing as you go because you had the opportunity. Well, the, yeah, the the thought of of the what if there was a killer, you know, or people were actually really dying in a haunted house. Would I know the difference if I'm in there? Has always been lingering in in my mind and many people's minds. You go through that and you go, oh my gosh, you know, somebody could stab somebody right now in front of me, and I'd think it's part of the show. Oh, look at oh, all the yeah, different right. news. Look at all the different news stories of where they found actual dead bodies in, in haunted houses. Yeah, so so that existed, but the actual script was written around that set. So um, uh, the concept was there, but we we really the script kind of wrote itself based off of the body collector set, and uh, and and we were very fortunate to have that. We did have to. Uh, only build uh, really uh, a couple of little things. Um, we we built the, the gift shop and, you know, nothing against our team, but you can tell the difference between when you go through the haunted maze and then you walk into the gift shop, you go, wow, they really ran out of money when they built that gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but we, we did have to build that just because this is supposed to be a, um, a you know, a, a, a strip mall, um, right thing that's been thrown together as as opposed to a you know a universal project I, I think i think what made it believable for me though gift shop wise is some of the haunted houses that used to be here like the one on 192 and the one i don't know if it's still there on i drive it was the same thing it was, it was gorgeous scare zone you came out and right. it was like eh, this is a cheesy gift shop <laughs> exactly it's just a it's just it's, it's the a, nature of empty store and they turned the empty store into a haunted house. And that's that's the idea um, but with with this one. So we actually shot the exterior at a lawn and garden store that is on Orange Blossom Trail. Um, and to keep the extras around, um, because the extras, they're doing this for nothing. And, and if you've ever been an extra, it's lots of fun for the first 20 minutes. And then you go, uh, why am I here? Catering. And so we would, we would hold... <laughs> Uh, a raffle every hour to give away like, you know, uh, an iPhone or something like that uh, to encourage people to stick around. <laughs> so don't worry, there's going to be another raffle. You could win. <laughs> so. I guess sometimes you just got to do whatever you got to do. That's right. And uh, fill those extras, you know, um, they're, you know, they're sweethearts for being uh, volunteers, but that wears off very quickly. 
when they find out that this is no longer fun. I'm standing around. It's cold. It's two o'clock in the morning. Uh, I want to go home. And so uh, we we have to mm-hmm. we learned learned a lot of lessons making this movie, you know, about things like that. Hey, you're in a Eichelot studio at Universal Orlando. Oh, now that was how that was cool is that? Fun. That I, was lots of fun. And I say that having been in the Disney parks after after hours on overnights many times, and it's just as cool with no one there at night. So yeah, and we were a little spoiled. I mean, it's a controlled environment. It is a it is a studio. So. Uh, the next film we did, we're, we're more on location and we're like, hey, it's hot and sticky and there's bugs and stuff. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so but it was uh, um, but it was fun. And a lot of the people that worked on this movie uh, have worked haunts before. So um, they were helpful as well. Um, uh, we, we point out a couple of things that are standards in the industry. Uh, one is Universal cannot do this because of their great success, but the fact that to to let people go in, in clusters of uh, five to ten people at a time rather than a, a conga line of people like Universal has to do allows the actors to reset um, and provides them the opportunity to scare a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, th- that things that we point out things that we we also point out is you know how to scare uh because you know some the natural reaction particularly of a a male is to punch when they get scared yes and so how do you scare and get out of the way uh things like that and of course we have one of our actors jump in front of a guy and get slugged and you know so they they learn their lessons there (laughs) so all, all the talent was local orlando area talent yes it was uh the only one that was commuting back and forth from los angeles uh was uh, a gentleman by the name of neil brown jr neil brown jr worked on scare zone but he also he he did a lot of commercial work and everything he went right from that into uh being a fairly regular uh character on the walking dead and then landed uh, the role of um DJ Yella uh, on uh, straight out of Compton, so, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, and so and Neil uh, has been had been for years. I think it. I think the final season is now uh, for a SEAL Team on CBS. So this is Spider, actually, right? This is Spider, correct? So the character Spider has has actually been is probably our our biggest Hollywood uh, success story. Yeah, he did uh, seem familiar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, because yeah. for me, I should have known with Simon because I, I kept recognizing the voice, but it's the hair that threw me off. Um, yeah. Now knowing that that was a, it was a lot younger then, I'm like, wow, this, he sound, this guy sounds so familiar. But I, I didn't I didn't think that this was initially done here in Orlando until uh, before show when we were connecting on Skype and of course I saw your location for Skype where, where you're home based out of. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And it's probably safe to say this is a lot of local talent. Um, so I was never thought Simon was here that long. Yeah. So, he, so I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pick on him. Yeah. On, I think on Facebook. he has now, um, I'm in a Los Angeles resident, but he was commuting back and forth. And I think he was Orlando resident for, for a while. Um, but he's, he's done a great, you know, he's done great. And um, and you know, hats off to to, to him. And actually, um, everyone. So I mean, uh, Jordan Woods Robinson also yep. uh, became a very key character in Walking Dead, um, and has uh, is his career has taken off. And um, has, uh... Simon has done wonderful. Uh, Arian Ash, uh, she came actually. If you ever saw the movie Phone Booth with Colin, uh, yeah, Colin Firth, right? No, Colin Farrell. Uh, Farrell, right, right. Um, he, she was one of the two hookers that was bothering him, you know, while he's on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. So she, she's has a very strong background. She's a great act, actress, and and Chris Burns uh, is uh, not only uh, is an actor, but teaches, uh, does a lot of teaching and everything here in Orlando. So he's all doing well. So luckily, all, all of our core cast has been doing great, and uh, that's that's fantastic. Now, and, uh, now I'm looking back at this going. I have probably worked with a lot of a lot of the the main cast at some form or another at Disney at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, probably and 
wouldn't put it past it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's great. And it's great to gather them. We're, we're trying to gather as, you know, many back together just to have, you know, a little, uh, homecoming party, uh, because again, uh, not a lot of people have seen this film other than the the cast, and they turned it into a drinking game. Every time somebody says scares on, everybody takes a swig, and <laughs> by the end of the movie, you're a mess. <laughs> so it'd be nice to have someone, you know, else uh, yeah. out there a chance to enjoy their their work because they worked hard on this movie. Well, I know. I know. So, Go ahead, so, Jack. I was going to say, going back to what what you had mentioned earlier about, um, like. <laughs> people punching the people in the, in the, in the, uh, attraction and everything. My wife has done uh, a couple of Halloweens up here in Massachusetts at one of our local, um, scare places. And she's told me some funny stories about things that she's seen or people, some of people's reactions and things like that. Yeah. People's reactions sometimes are, uh, they're crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And and what what they do, and they forget that these are you know these are people that are trying to entertain you that (laughs) don't beat them up. Uh, My wife and I, when we were dating, did a haunted house back in Louisiana before we got married and moved here to the Orlando area. And um, of course, you know, I was in college for theater at the time, and you know knew how to do theatrical makeup, so I had prosthetics, whatnot, had uh, flash guns. So I was able to throw fireballs, so to speak. Wow. And, and I rigged one up where it would shoot a fireball. And then I rigged the flash paper between the two chambers. So it then do the slow burn to the other side to give the flame oh, cool. all the hand. And there were these two two bodybuilders who we knew as, as bouncers. And um, so I, I would do the flame, you know, that whole trick, you know, in, our, in the bit with, with my now wife. And when I threw the fireball and then did the flames from the hands, you know, both of these guys, oh, I looked at the one guy and he was just kind of embarrassed, looked down. Um, apparently, I caused the guy to wet his pants. And I, <laughs> I had to laugh. They are. I had to laugh. they get. <laughs> That's funny. So later, um, later in the week when we actually went to, when it was a night off in, in the after Halloween, we went to his place. He goes, you got us good. First drinks on us. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's one uh, way you get get a free drink. Make the guy piss his pants. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my wife uh, who, who who goes on occasion, but she is a screamer, as they say. And mm. of course, all the actors they want the satisfaction of someone who reacts well to what they do. So of course, she is a magnet for all of them. And the whole time, you know, she's <laughs> she's being attacked and she's backing into me. And um, you know, by the time uh, we're halfway through the thing, I'm j- basically carrying her out. So um, <laughs> that's what you get for being a screamer. Now, I I, I gotta ask real quick: the chainsaw that yes, Simon uses in the. Um, in, in the finale room. Is that one of the chainsaws from the, the chainsaw team from Halloween Horror Nights? Uh, no, it is not. Um, we uh, Those are uh, specially uh, made for, for them. So we, we had to use our own. Okay. So we took our own and, and, and put it together. Um, and ours was also, as you, you can probably tell, a little clunkier. It was, and we wanted it to be that way. We wanted it to be a little more homemade where he takes to lock the the thing on. He takes like a it's like a, a pipe a, wrench, a yeah. wired on wrench. Yeah, uh, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. So it was, so we tried to make it a little more homemade looking. Um, and uh, but there's there's a little higher tech. They're they're pretty cool. Uh, I, w- I will tell you tip if you ever want to frustrate the chainsaw team at any of the Universal Halloween Horror Nights, just stand there as the big guys come at you and like shrug it off, like no sell it. Is then they'll find the small guy and send him because he's like so ambun- you know, rambunctious. Oh, someone is scared. Okay. And you watch the other two laugh that tried to scare you before. <laughs> it's like, I know there's no chains on these, so you're not that scary. It's just noise. It's so fun yeah, watching the them things- get frustrated and, and, and yeah. end up pawning it off on someone else. It's so fun. I miss the um, uh, sliders. They used to have uh, sliders. Uh, guys who uh, had knee pads that would scrape oh, on the yeah. you know, ground and spark and everything. They're loud. Oh, um, wow. 
Yeah, I, I miss that. Uh, I think that's a super cool. Uh, <laughs> that that's more of a scare zone effect, and we we name our movie Scare Zone just because we wanted to have a kind of a familiar term. Mm-hmm. Um, I but, thought the uh, name was perfect. Yeah, but but scare zones, you know, in the theme park world, are those general outdoor areas uh, that people go through, and they uh, uh, they they dress them up and have. Uh, monsters you know chasing mm. after him and that's where i first experienced a slider and i was like what the hell is that that was so cool first time we saw him <laughs> yeah i was like that seeing those guys i'm like instead of being scared i was like i was more in awe because one yeah. they're they're willing to run and drop on their knees so hard to get that spark effect it's like god that would kill me yeah and of course as I, i'm they're good as I'm yeah. almost a month away from surgery on my left, on my good knee, I'm like, that would definitely kill me now. Oh, yeah. But, oh, man, yeah. that was such a, those were, those were the cool characters. I really loved them. Yeah, and they were, they had, uh, they, I, as I recall, they all had attitude. They were the cool, they were yeah. the cool guys. And then, so. and then I've been watching YouTube videos of, uh, I guess, the clown show where he, murder, oh, yeah. where he murders the people during the show. I'm like. Yeah, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Okay, I'm curious to see this show. Bill and Ted shows were great. Uh, Jack is it's like, okay, this is a little different. Couldn't yeah, believe we got away I, with it, but it was it was cool. I've always really enjoyed Universal's live shows that they've had. They, you know, I miss Bill and Ted. Um, the 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 Bill and Ted shows where they would uh, make political and uh, contemporary. Uh, com- you know. Uh, oh, they made commentary. fun. They made everything fun of everything from the previous Halloween to then. Yeah. Yes. Which exactly. Great. And and I I know that they were uh, the the writers would be writing all the way up until the end because things would be happening in the summertime that you know yep. was good stuff they had to add in. So it was a it was kind of a <laughs> continuing project. But um, uh, you know maybe if we do a scare zone two someday uh, we can get more into you know uh, what what happens throughout the parks uh, throughout a park or something like a small amusement park or something as opposed to just the uh, strip mall but Ooh, uh, it, that would be interesting or or, yeah. car- or carry it over where is the strip mall but the scare zones in the parking lot yes and they, and they can have sliders so, in the parking lot yep yeah uh, so, that would be cool uh, there's still so much to be able to tap into there and i know this has almost become now since we did it uh, a genre unto itself is the uh uh, and which is great, you know, um, hell house, you know, that was, that was cool. I saw that and I went, Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, we, uh, so we hope that everybody's kind of into that genre or not, you know, will, will enjoy it. Uh, is it the scariest movie in the world? No. Is it the funniest movie in the world? No, but it's a good popcorn flick we think. And that'd be, it's just fun. To, to watch with your friends and you, stuff you, like that. You said 80s horror. Yeah, it was a, it was, <clears throat> there you go. It was I, a I, fun movie. It's just fun. I definitely got the 80s horror vibe from it, um, which I absolutely loved. Um, there there were some elements that I was actually a little surprised about for the film. I'm like, okay, but it worked. Every, I think everything that I saw worked. So Yeah, we were out to make a popcorn flick basically yeah. uh, so, so yes the characters are not that deep is, <laughs> but <laughs> but they have fun they have a good time well i i will i will preface this for any of our listeners who who think that oh, they're gonna have their seven-year-old kid watch this uh there is some nudity in it but again it's one of those i didn't feel like it was out of place it felt like it fit within the film and then fit that 80s vibe that you, you were talking about because oh believe me horror film, you go back and watch horror films from the 80s there was a lot more there, there it, it helped cinemax become skinemax on on the weekends <laughs> that's right i remember that. and it was a lot of these horror films yeah, yeah. so um but um uh but but I hope everyone sees that the cast and everyone you see you see some genuine enthusiasm and, and oh, yeah. having fun mm-hmm. uh, putting this thing on, even if they are a character that doesn't want to be there and wants to, you know, get out of this business and things <laughs> like that. They're still I, kind of silly. Lately, I, I've been bad on remembering characters' names, uh, but the slutty <laughs> vampire, 
<laughs> yes, I, her I name love, was Margo. I love the growth of that character, how she starts off, couldn't scare anyone, had to use the can, the shaker can. And then by the end, it was like true champ. She was able, <laughs> without a problem, ah, type yeah, aspect. Get, I love that growth. She, she was also trying to, to scream at someone and her f- fake fangs fell out of her yeah. mouth and you yeah. know, the things that normally happen. Um, but uh, uh, yes. So, uh, and a lot of the, these characters, uh, you know, kind of kind of evolve a little bit throughout the uh, movie and they get a little bit better at what they're doing, but we did want to try to um, keep the audience guessing as to, you know, could one of them be the killer? You know, uh, is it the, is it, who is it? Um, and every one of them, you know, have a potential to be be that. So a little bit of a whodunit. To I, this. I will say I, I did not expect the killer to be who the killer was. Me either. <laughs> I, I And usually, uh, you know, for Derek to say that, too, usually we're, we, we've, we've seen enough, enough horror films over the years having different independent film creators on the show. Um, a lot in the horror genre, we, we, we've learned to, even though we do appreciate the film, it's like sometimes it's real easy to figure out who the killer is. So mm-hmm. I love the, the twist. It's like, wait, I did not see that one coming. Not only that, yeah. but I found I found the um, the reasoning behind why he was killing people. I found that interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, and I love I love the whole hidden hidden room that was like blatantly right there in front of everyone if they just <laughs> really paid attention. And I thought that was great as well. Yeah, and that was uh, I mean not giving anything away, but that that was the other set that we had to create because we had to create this where is the killer nesting uh, area, and I you know I want to give uh, a shout out to uh, Stephen DeWoody who was the art director and. Adam Elisovic, who also was, and and they built that. And I want to give a shout out to Walmart, where we had to buy all those candles from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, that we we wanted we had to create this. You know, where where was this uh, person um, basing out of the killer, uh, and and then why? Yes, why? So, yeah. With the film, did you have a favorite kill? Yes, my I, I absolutely have a favorite kill, um, um, and mine is when uh, Summer uh, gets killed in the window, um, and uh, for whatever reason, even while we were editing it, and and uh, again, Oliver Peters was the editor, but as he's editing it, when she's being stabbed um, through, you know, from behind the the visqueen that's covering the the curtain of the shop to you know hide what's happening in there the the killer stabs her through the visqueen she's up against the window trying to ask for help and there's everybody standing in line watching her i <laughs> thought that that was my favorite and i still visibly i mean physically uh kind of catch myself jutting every time she gets stabbed um but mostly i like it because when she drops Everybody in line thinks it's a great pre-show, and they, you know, ask for it to happen again. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that was great. that was Do a good again. scene. Yeah. That was that's, really that's good. I like that one. Yeah, it was one of my favorite kills. Another one, um, uh, without trying to give too much away, is there is uh, someone gets hit with a axe, and I thought that um, uh, based off of Mike Gluckman's uh, cinematography and the, the timing of everything, it, it, it has a good impact. That, that hit has a good impact. Um, and we do have some fun with acid also. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And that uh, one was interesting. Yes. Ashley Hooker, uh, who was uh, new. I mean, not new. She's, she's a makeup artist, but she was new leading the makeup team. Um, did a, did a great job. Uh, especially with that particular one, because that was a, that was that's a tough makeup challenge. That's a tough makeup yes. to do. Yeah, yeah, and really uh, w- w- took took hours and hours, but it looks fantastic. So yeah, great. yeah. Um, that was good. That was I like that scene. That was good. Yeah. One moment in the movie that you wish you were able to redo. It just really oh, it, it worked, yeah, but it, it it just you feel it it, it 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 was a weak point that could have been redone. Well. Everybody picks on me, and I rightfully so. At the end of the movie, 
um, we have one character uh, that is so obviously in a wig, it is it's embarrassing. Um, and it was just the fact that we were low budget and the the wig looks so horrible. <laughs> so you just go. I just saw. I would like to reshoot that whole thing and actually get. Uh, you know, get that character to dye the hair rather than do a wig because, oh, my God, that was so bad. Um, uh, that That's just just because that just takes you out of the takes you takes you out of the thing. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, but um, uh, the uh, the other thing that I would like to, you know, uh, would really redo um, probably would be um, any of the exterior out, outside of the haunted house. Um, you know, what we did in the graveyard as best we could. And we actually did that as a pickup shot. We had shot it and thought, you know, there's just not enough. There's just not enough killing going on. We got to kill somebody else. Um, but probably we'd go back and, and, and reshoot that. But uh, really, it was that that wig. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> but, oh, you know, what the, the you know the only thing you could point to is well we did this on a nickel so uh you know uh, be forgiving be forgiving but uh they're they're rough out there in uh uh, uh on youtube uh, when they when when they want to crit- critique they'll 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 be tough out there that's uh, youtube oh sure it's youtube uh yeah. derek i know i've been dominating most of the interview um, I had stuff. <laughs> so, what was the most what was the most difficult kill to do? Um, hmm, let me think here. Um, the the most difficult one uh, was was probably that the one that I I liked, which was the uh, the axe one. Because you are dealing with uh, a prop axe. We couldn't use the real one because that would hurt too much. Um, And you have to be able to have it resonate as having the weight and the intensity of of that. And it's it's real easy to make it look like a soft plastic thing that just goes doink. Um, And we had to do a number (laughs) of takes to get it right, to make it look Right, to ha- and it's everybody's participating. It's the it's the actor, how he reacts. It's how it lands, and you know there's probably some hilarious outtakes where you see this this thing you know bounce off him, and <laughs> we go, God, do it again. <laughs> that looks so bad. Um, <laughs> but that was probably it, it, as simple as it sounds. You know, walk up and whack. Um, but to make it uh, sell, uh, that was a really a really tough one. Um, another one that was very difficult, um, and it's just from a technical standpoint, there is one point where uh, someone gets um, gets hacked up uh, in a strobe room, in a strobe light room. Well, anyone who's shot anything knows, and it still happens today, when you use a strobe light, it, digital cameras just hate that thing. And they like to make this big white line across the the screen and to get the strobe to get the take where the strobe is not doing this digital glitching uh, was uh, took forever, but we finally got it and uh, looks looks really good. And and boy, you can watch movies from I mean uh, today and they're showing you know flash bulbs going off and you'll see this digital uh, garbage that comes out because those cameras yeah. just do not like the strobe lights. Anyway. Wow. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah when, when, so when you're, when you're writing the film or coming up with the ideas, do you come up with the kills and then make characters for the kills? Or do you come up with the characters and then decide how to kill them? Or no, That's a good question. Um, actually, we, we, we come up with the kills and then who would be the best character to, to, mm receive it <laughs> so especially with <laughs> this film because we had already had the um the set so we said okay we did build the live pit for portion and we said we, we do want to do an acid kill and we want to get uh somebody who 
you know, definitely deserves it. So uh, the, the, you know, the guy who came in to tag the place uh, is the one that, you know, gets that. And we, we definitely want to have something happen here. It would, it would be great if it happened to the boyfriend of so-and-so. So um, you can see her reaction to it and things like that. We definitely wanted it to be a fairly core character that would be in the window so everybody would think it's part of the show and stuff like that. So, yeah, that, that's a good question. For someone local to you who wants to possibly get a role in your film. Yes. Uh, um, how hard would it be for me to get a role? <laughs> oh, it'd be, it, it's actually quite easy because we really enjoy um, uh, getting, uh, uh, having cameo appearances, especially, especially by personalities. Um, so uh, oh, that rolls me out. The, then. More, <laughs> the, the more, the more films that we do, um, we really love doing these cameo appearances. In fact, uh, the last film that we did, uh, which will come out this Christmas, um, uh, it has uh, some of the Scare Zone players in it. You know, Chris okay. Burns comes back and makes a makes a an, a, an appearance. Um, when we did another film, uh, Arian Ash, uh, she came in and made an appearance. In fact, she made some reference to Scare Zone in it. She goes, "This, you know, this parade is worse than that haunted house that I went through last year." Um, so <laughs> we, we love having fun with that kind of stuff, um, and. Uh, we use a uh, casting director of the last couple of films um, who happens to be uh, one of the star's wives. Uh, Chris Burns's uh, wife, Lauren O'Quinn, uh, has an acting school and she also uh, is a casting director. And she has uh, helped us with finding all these fun people. If you so. ever if you ever need someone local who for a role of a podcaster, I'm your guy. <laughs> And you've got the you've got the set. It's perfect. <laughs> I can great. I can bring the equipment. <laughs> uh, I don't know that one. That might be a bit of a stretch. Not true, because real job is I'm an audio engineer at a theme park. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, and that being said, uh, audio uh, has always been absolutely uh, critical to me. Um, hopefully, the version that you saw had good good sound. Uh, yeah, we go out of our way and we spent yeah, a lot did. of time and money to to uh, properly uh, boom and uh, also love everyone and uh, get get audio as good as possible because I think that's a definitely uh, uh, separates the amateur from the more professional looking it, it, indie films it's a it's a it's a make and break yeah well yeah Derek will tell you um, we you know, if audio is bad, I have no problems bringing it up. What'd y'all do with audio? Yeah. Uh, and of yeah. course, I, you know, we've only had what, one or two directors that we've interviewed where I really critiqued the audio in a negative way. Yeah. That's mm, maybe. I don't even remember. Yeah. And, and, and I even told them ahead of time, it's like, hey guys, you know, they go, what do y'all do? I'm like, I'm an audio engineer, have been for, you know, I've been in the industry uh, now 35, 36 years, uh, but I've been with my current location almost 25. It'll be 25 years in February doing, you know, doing entertainment, audio, some lighting, some props and whatnot. Um, but, you know, trained in it, my degrees in audio, I I get nitpicky about an audio. If it doesn't sound right, I I have no problems mentioning it. But I had yes, no problems with your with, with Scare Zone. I, yeah. I thought it was great. And for this I'm, re-release... I'm, we offered it. Uh, we, we I'm went not back. an audio engineer. Yeah, I'm not an audio engineer, but I will say that when I started watching the movie and uh, the opening where Summer is screaming, <laughs> I had to turn it down. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, we actually went back in and did a five-one uh, mix. Oh wow! Um, it was originally done just stereo, um, and we went back and did a five-one mix. So. Uh, uh, hopefully, if if they if it ever gets offered, or if they do a Blu-ray, and when I say they, I mean our distributors, um, we we did offer them the opportunity to be able to use five uh, one audio as well. Oh, that's cool. Um, so we actually went back in and 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 cleaned that up. Oh, so, very cool. Um, yeah, but anyway, so it's it's great audio is boy, it's it's so important to to film and and uh, uh, Carl Carden, who's been our 
sound you know engineer on all of our uh, feature films uh, does a great job and then of course our post-production guys take it from there so um and and this was our this was our first but that was one of our big things was audio's gotta not suck we cannot have it sound like we're in a toilet and, so. and, and Derek, sometimes <laughs> a scream, no matter how much you compress it, it, it blows away the compressor. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. sometimes it's, it's just, I mean, to me, I had no problems with the scream in summer. Uh, it didn't bother me one bit, but I, I could see where it could have been a little loud, but uh, I, I, I had no problems with the audio. Uh, not in a bit, ba- not in a bad way. I just, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> It, it definitely helped sell the film. It was like, okay, they're really bringing it for this. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It was good. Yep. Um, future projects, what do you have coming up? We'll go ahead and pitch those too. Yes. Well, um, our friends at uh, Terror Films, uh, uh, they're, they also uh, are representing us for a film called um, uh, Revisitant. Um, we did a film after Scare Zone called The Visitant. The Visitant, a visitant is a visiting spirit or entity. Um, it uh, has had a remarkable run uh, on Kings of Horror pod. Uh, sorry, podcast um, channel on YouTube. Uh, oh, just almost getting to about eight million views. Oh, it's cool. been around since uh, tw- uh, 20, uh, 2012, I think. And um, uh, so we did we did those. And our latest one that's going to be coming out this Christmas is actually doesn't have anything to do with paranormal or horror. It's a comedy, but it it, it stars um, Summer, the lady who played Summer, Michelle Farron, who is now it's been a while. It's now more towards middle age, and uh, <laughs> she is playing a female version of Scrooge in our movie that we're calling a Christmas Karen. that sounds cool (laughs) yeah so that comes out uh uh, that comes out for this christmas um so uh, that's our latest one that's going on so you know look for it and see it's uh, you know if you're looking for uh, a comedy we're very proud of it uh and it uh it should be making it out right after halloween right after halloween for sure well I'm going to say right now, nice. when it comes closer to time, please come back and bring some of the cast so we could do Christmas Karen. Oh, that'd be fun. Absolutely. I, I would right. love Sounds that. Sounds good. Uh, right. Where can people find you or the film online? Um, Scare Zone um, right now is on the uh, Terror Films uh, channel on YouTube. But uh, come next Friday, which is I think is the third or something like that. Um, uh, next Friday, it'll be up on most all of the platforms. So um, uh, iTunes and um, YouTube and Hulu. And um, I believe it's going to be on um, a little bit later on. It's going to be on uh, one of the. Uh, um, ah, I can't remember. <laughs> but it's. Uh, one of the satellite TVs or something. But it's going to be around. So you can just search it. And it'll be uh, it should be very easy to find after uh, uh, Friday. Right now, it's just exclusive with uh, Terror Films for the first week, and then next Friday it'll be up on all the all the platforms where you usually watch uh, those things. So just uh, search Scare Zone, and it should pop right up there. You got it, uh, Derek. Any final questions or final thoughts? I think you're muted. There we go. Technical issue. <laughs> nope, still not hearing you, Derek. The joys of technology. Oh yes. I know you were saying you're you're in a bad Wi-Fi spot, and you're actually doing really well, good. Actually, I am. Uh, I'm using uh, my the five G network right now on my phone because Wi-Fi is so bad. Ah, yeah. So oh, it's still holding up fairly well. Yeah, it, uh, amazingly. Actually, you know, they're they're five G here, so that's that's all good. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, and I, and I I've got to find out where. Uh, when it is coming out, um, because that that would be critical for your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, are, are you back? I am back. Okay. I think. Ah, great. I'm having, um, having some technical issues. I was going to say, if you final thoughts, final questions. Um, my only final thought is uh, I enjoyed the movie, and I I hope people check it out. Well, before we go, I'm going to do that one thing that it's been fun to do. When we have guests, I'm going to flip the tables and mm-hmm. give John an ap- 
opportunity to ask us a question or two. Oh, okay, very good. Oh, and by the way, I did, I did, uh, I did find out that it is uh, Direct TV. It's going to be on Direct TV okay. uh, mm. in the near future, but all the streaming uh, platforms it should be should be on. Um, and my question to you is. Um, uh, what is your balance uh, from from a geek standpoint of films uh, that you either review or you podcast with the uh, filmmakers? Um, do you lean more heavily towards genre films like like uh, horror and uh, sci-fi, or do you do you move over to you know uh, other things like drama or comedy and things like that? I mean, what do you what do you prefer, and what do you really lean towards? Um, well, because of October Coast, who we've been working with for years uh, as a outlet for them to, to pitch projects to, uh, we have gotten a little bit of everything. Horror, uh, Westerns have actually been fun to get from them uh, when we've had Westerns. Yes, yeah, interesting. Uh, and we've had some, some comedies. Uh, I will say probably one of the most fun that we've had, not to say we haven't had fun with everyone. Um, okay. I won't say most fun. The, the most intriguing is the one that really put us out outside of our element is when we had, uh, the creators from drop dead gorgeous, which is, uh, mm. as they put it, a queer horror film. And it was not anything we expected. <laughs> and it was uh, what's the best way to put it, Derek? It was very educational in a, in a very positive way, very educational experience and loved it. Loved every minute. Of it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a good experience because we've also had, um, we had a love story. Yeah. Um, which a, was one of the first, first shot in COVID. Came, uh, yeah. Which actually, that was pretty interesting. That was a good one. Great. The, um, and how long have you been doing this, this podcast? Uh, this podcast will turn, (laughs) I, this podcast will turn 10 years old in November. Wow. And how long have you two known each other? Uh, about seven years. Yeah. About seven years. Yeah. I've been on the podcast around seven years. Um, little, little fun fact, uh, Mike and I have never actually met in person. That's going to change in September. Hopefully that is wild. Yeah. Uh, you know, in my business, uh, we we have a number of uh, artists that do renderings for us and things like that. And I and and uh, I would say probably a good sixty percent of them I've never met. We've worked for years together, <laughs> never met. So that's that's you know that's very interesting. Well, get together, uh, come to Orlando and uh, uh, visit uh, Halloween Horror Nights. There you go. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, Derek, Halloween Horror Nights may be running when you're uh, when y'all are in town September. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. we're going uh, like the last week of September. Yeah, yeah, Halloween. Be. Yeah, it'll be going because they use uh, Halloween Horror Nights usually starts what near the end of August. Yeah, around that the same just, time Disney you... starts up uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Yeah, that's that's correct. So, well, thank you very much for. Oh, it's uh, our pleasure. Part of your podcast and uh yeah, definitely. Um, and and hopefully we can get uh the gang back together and you can meet some of the characters that on our uh, latest movie um yeah we'll be we'll be wanting to you know get the word out on that so yeah be feel cool. free come come back anytime yeah fantastic definitely uh, so i kind of stopped after derek you said definitely um that was a fun interview yeah it was and then you know as we spoke come find out I actually know more people that were in this project <laughs> since there's a, a lot of local talent. So I'm like, okay, that's pretty funny. I'm going to have fun. I'm, I'm definitely going back and watching this going, okay, who? I almost want to watch it now <laughs> at like half speed and go, who do I know? <laughs> who do I know? So um, I'm just going to ask you this quick question before we go. Have you watched any of Kenobi yet? Not yet. Remember Molly from Molly Miller, Ken's friend. Mm-hmm. She has a speaking part. Oh yeah, yeah. So That's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Um. So yeah. Um. Man, this next week over on Wookie Radio is going to be insane. Uh, I will say, mm. uh, Be Geeks will be back in two weeks. We're not recording next week at all because I have a crazy work schedule. Um, at work. So for me, I got to be up a lot earlier than I'm usually up. So. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and Derek's fully aware of that. And he's like, so we're, we're, we're taking next week off. Um, but we'll be back the week after that. Wookiee radio should be going. Hopefully my Marvel geeks will be going as well. Uh, next week, um, Wookiee radio, we're talking celebration for sure. I think we're trying to figure out how we get together to do Kenobi since we're going to have three episodes. Mm. I don't know if we do that on a Saturday, if you're able to swing in or not, but that's discussion for next Maybe. week when we figure it out. So, um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, I know I haven't pitched it enough. Go check out our, we have a Patreon. Um, I want to, oh, that link is on the homepage as well. Go check us out, uh, and, and be a supporter. Uh, it helps us get some, some good swag to you guys as well. So on that note, uh, anything else? Um, nope. Other than that, I'm going to see the new Top Gun movie tomorrow, so we'll see how that is. I'm excited for it. Believe it or not, I'm excited for it. <laughs> so, on that note. So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.